Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Presenting Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. if you had an uncle who was a historical character, and he was going to be glorified on a radio program in exactly 11 and a half minutes, I bet you you'd be pretty excited, too. And that's why there's so much to do and hey, hey, and oh, boy, and whatnot around 79 Wistful Vista tonight as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. What time is it, Molly? What time is it? Oh, we have ten minutes, Jeff McGee. Sit down and calm yourself. Well, gee whiz. Heavenly days, it's only a radio program. Yeah, but gee whiz. It's going to be all about Uncle Sycamore who fought in the Indian Wars and got scalped and was a hero and knew Kit Carson and Buffalo Bill as well as I know you. Better, even. How could he know them better? Well, you're still a mystery to me. Oh. <laughs> what time is it now? What time well, it's is it? still nine minutes before the program, and stop biting your nails. Well, gee whiz. Hadn't you better turn on the radio and let it warm up? I don't dare. I worked all day getting it fixed again, and I don't want to turn it on before I have to. What time is it now? Oh, what time? calm yourself. Huh? Calm yourself. You're as jumpy as a 1912 movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did your Uncle Sycamore ever do that he was such a hero? What do you mean, what did he do? Why, he was one of the greatest characters ever knew in the Wild West. I ever tell you about the time he won 14 buffalo hides, a barrel of corn meal, and a mule from Kitty Carson in a wrestling match? <laughs> You mean Kit Carson. This was Kitty Carson, Kit's sister. <laughs> My uncle Fitz. Hey, what time is it, Molly? We what have time? seven minutes yet before the program. Oh, gee, Incidentally, McGee, uh, where is your Uncle Sycamore now? Last I heard of him, he was trying to get into the Marines. The Marines? Yeah. Why, your uncle must be 90 years old by now. Yeah, that's why he picked the Marines. <laughs> he read someplace they were the oldest branch of the service. Oh, Hey, I guess I better I can turn on the radio now. Yes, huh? go ahead. Anything okay. to keep you from hopping around like a cricket on a hot sidewalk. Well, and I hope this radio will work. Huh? We can't use the car radio in emergencies anymore, you know. Why not? No car. Oh. <laughs> Let's see now. Station WVJK. That's 567 on the dial. Isn't well, it, it was before you fixed it. Heaven only knows where it is now. Well. Don't you know it's illegal to change the wavelength of a station without the government's permission? It is? Oh, my gosh. Don't tell anybody, then. I don't want to... Hey, it's almost time for the program. Listen. There. I think that new tube I put in is going to work well. I didn't know you could buy new radio tubes. I took one out of the sunland. <laughs> it was just... This is station WBJK, the happy station. Oh. Oh. Presenting the winning of Wyoming, or the half-pint man in the ten-gallon hat. Featuring that... Oh, now, 
what's the matter? Oh, my gosh. Hey, get your hand off the floor lamp, Molly. The radio don't work when anybody's touching any metal in the room. Oh, dear. Uh, give me a screwdriver or something. I'll fix it. Must be a wireless. Give me a hairpin. No, give me a match. Give me anything. I'll see if... Oh, McGee, there's somebody at the door. Well, tell them we don't want any. Tell them we're not home. Tell them we lost our coupons and starved to death. Uh, I gotta get this thing fixed quickly. Now, let me see. Oh, dear. Come in. Abigail Luffington. Hello, darling. How do you do, my dear? I'm Miss McGee. Oh, hi, Uppy. What's on your mind, Abigail, dear? Well, I read in the Whistler District Gazette, my dear, that there was going to be a radio program tonight about Mr. McGee's Uncle Sycamore McGee. I just wanted to tell you to listen. Oh, how could we hear anything anyway with people ringing our doorbell all night long? Why? I never saw it fail. You tried to hear something special on the radio, and what happened? Everything. That's what happened. McGee, mind your manners. He's a little excited about his Uncle Sycamore on the radio, Abigail. Oh, then you knew about the program tonight. Oh, indeed we did. We've been waiting all day to hear it. Look, will you two chatter faces pipe down a minute? You got me as nervous as a switch. <laughs> Just about had this thing working. All right, McGee. Look, Abigail, won't you sit down here and listen to the program with us? Oh, no, thank you, my dear. It's a wild west sort of thing, I believe, and I simply can't stand over shooting. Mary, my first husband was shot, you know. Oh, really? Yes. Practically all the time. <laughs> What's the matter? Well, Abigail was just saying that she couldn't listen with us, dearie. Shooting makes her too nervous. Oh, it does, eh? Oh, well, I... Hey, I got it. I believe Britain. And as the dying rays of the sun paved the trail with gold, these hardy pioneers looked about for a place to make camp for the evening. They had traveled 20 miles from Fort Dodd. And as the peaceful campfires... <laughs> Oh, my gosh, there goes the radio again. Puppy slammed the door too hard. Give me another hairpin, quick. All right. McGee, where did you get that horse pistol? In the desk drawer. I had to get that old horse out of here some way, didn't I? I was just shooting blanks anyway. almost got the radio fixed again. How much of the program have we lost? Only three or four minutes, McGee. Uh-huh. But even that is disheartening. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wish the radio had never been invented. Huh? And then when I think how we both like to eat regularly, I'm glad it was. <laughs> sure changed people's way of living. Was a time when everybody used to gather around the piano and sing the old song. Now they gather around the radio and sneer at the new one. <laughs> Here we are. On and on into the beckoning west rumbled the covered wagon. On and on into the promised land of golden grain and grains of gold marched the hardy Argonaut. What's an Argonaut? Search me, lady. I just read what they give me. Oh. Suddenly the wagon train is halted. Indians. A shot is heard. In the distance and riding like the very wind over a nearby hill comes the intrepid scout and Indian fighter, Sycamore McGee. Oh. Mr. Old-timer. He thinks he's regular Marconi with cheese. 
Is Bessie home yet? Yeah, she is, daughter. She. I got her. I got her. You got Bessie? Why, you little home wrecker? No, oh. no. He means he got the radio fixed. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Due to the heroic... Well, God, you got a fish, Johnny. No, you'd want to hear it on a time. You're out of those in it. Why is this so tiny? Oh, don't mind me, daughter. I kind of like these Western programs. I'll look around the hill. Oh, hey, will you calm down? Go right ahead, Johnny. Go right ahead. Hey, daughter, you were asking me about Bessie. I started to catch a battery home now. I'm with you, Mark. Hey. Off again. That doddering old walnut puss. I'd like to tear his head off and throw it in his face. Give me another hairpin, quick. Here, take them all. I'll run up and put on a shower cap. <laughs> what happened on the program, McGee? I didn't hear a word of it. No, me either, but I'll have it fixed again in the jiffy. It's only the logistics. Oh, for heaven's sake. Keep working, dearie. I'll get it. <laughs> 79 Whistle Bits to Molly McGee speaking. Good evening. This is a radio survey. Is your radio turned on? I don't know, dearie. Hold the wire. McGee's the radio turned on? It's turned on all right, but nothing comes out. Thanks. Huh? I said thanks. For what? Never mind. Huh? All right. <laughs> Hello, radio survey. Yes, our radio's turned on. Thank you. Will you please answer these two questions? What is your name, and what is your favorite radio program? My name is Mrs. Silver McGee. And... Thank you. Never mind the other questions. <laughs> The radio survey. Hey, the radio. We're missing the program. Now, listen, don't get so jittery, McGee. We haven't missed but a minute or two. Hey, I got it again, I think. Yeah. And there lay Sycamore McGee with a bullet in his chest. Oh, <laughs> heavenly days, they got Uncle Sycamore. Why, they couldn't have. He had eight kids after that. <laughs> there was sadness around the campfires that night. Sycamore McGee, the great scout and daring leader, was dying. Oh, sure. <laughs> the bells in the ancient churchyard of the settlement were softly tolling. <laughs> Lousy sound effect. Sounds like our doorbell. It was our doorbell. Huh? It is? Oh, it's a... oh hey, the radio is off again. The doorbell must have church socketed. Or church socketed. Short circuited. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, dear, come in. <laughs> Oh, it's you. Yes. Hey, mister, can I please listen to Win Up In with Uncle Win on your radio? Hmm, can I please, mister, can I? Hmm? No, you can't, sis. I'm sorry. Our radio's not working right now, little girl, and anyway, we're trying to hear a program ourselves. Yeah. So run along, sis. Hey, where's the glue, Molly? Oh, never mind. I got some scotch tape. Go on, sis. Now, don't bother me. I got trouble. Well, gee, mister, I gotta listen to Win Up In with Uncle Win on account of I sent him a dandy question, and if he uses it, he's going to send me an encyclopedium, and if I get one, I'll let you ride on it. Let me ride on what? My encyclopedium when I get it. Look, little girl, an encyclopedia is a book. Yeah, you're thinking of a velocitude. Velocipede, McGee. Go on. Velocipede is a bug with a hundred legs. Centipede, my clavicle. Centipede means temperature. Fahrenheit and centipede. No, dearie, that's centigrade. Well, then what's the velocity? Yeah, I don't know, mister. Well, what do you want to win something if you don't even know what it is? 
That's ridiculous. Now beat it, sis. We're trying to hear a program. We're not bothering you, McGee. Go ahead and fix the radio. What was the question you sent in, little girl? Well, it was a poodle, Miss McGee. A what? A poodle. You know, that's a riddle you can't get through your noodle. Oh. <laughs> it was, why was John with the wind so popular? Oh, all right. Well, why was it? Tell us who's trans. Because John with the wind was southern, and southern is a movie actress, and actresses make up. And you can't make up unless you're mad at somebody. And somebody's anybody, and that includes you. And yours a letter. And a letter needs a stamp, and a stamp is red, and so is the Red Cross. And the Red Cross has a lot of ladies, and the ladies are all knitting napkins, and boy, that's some yarn, and so is John with the wind. <laughs> The King's Men sing, Would you rather be a colonel with an eagle on your shoulder than a private with a chicken on your knee? Why don't you advance as other boys have done? You've been a private too long. Now tell me what's wrong. There's a soldier with a twinkle in his eye. Here's the reason why. I'd rather be a private than a colonel in the army. A private has more fun when all his daily work is done. And when he goes on hikes in every town he strikes. And they smother him with things he likes, but girlies act so shy when Colonel passes by. He holds his head so high with dignity. So would you rather be a colonel with an eagle on your shoulder than a private with a chicken on your knee? Well, colonels and majors and captains are fine with eagles and medals and buttons that shine. Corporals and sergeants and lieutenants too, all giving orders for privates to do. I ask you, what good would the colonels and majors? Playing poker, they're playing knock running. 
there was a knock, Rummy, on our door. Huh? <laughs> and the radio's off again. Too. Oh, well, if this isn't the dog, why can't people leave us alone? That radio won't No, you trying to fix it now. Whoever just leaves me, dear. Come in. Buenas noches, senora. Hello, mister. Oh, it's Rosita. Hi. Hello, Rosita. We haven't got much time to talk now, dearie. We're trying to catch a program. And I do mean catch. It bounces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is all right, Mrs. McGee. I just want to leave you two tickets to the fiesta, the, um, oh, you know, they celebrate tomorrow night at the Wistful Vista Adirulit, Adirulit, um... Auditorium? <laughs> oh, si, senor. <laughs> oh, you took the word right out of my mouth. But it's okay. I was through with it. <laughs> uh, what's the celebration for, Rosita? Tomorrow is Pan American Day, senora. Oh. It is to celebrate how North America is good neighbors to South America. And to tell everybody that if we stick together, nobody's going to get stuck. <laughs> I think if North Americans were knowing South Americans good, and South Americans are knowing North Americans good, yeah. there will not be any North or South Americans. No? No. There will just be Americans. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? What part of South America are you from, dearie? Who, me? Oh, I'm from Peoria. You know that. <laughs> I didn't mean you. I meant Rosita. Oh. oh, I started out to be a baby in Mexico. <laughs> but I have traveled all over the country in Latin America. And every place I go, I like it better than someplace else. Well, that's great. And thanks for the tickets, Rosita. We'll go to the celebration. And you know what? No. What? Well, the way you travel around and all, it's nice to know we can look at you and see a real Pan-American. Oh, muchas gracias, señor. And it is nice for me to look at you and see a real American pan. Have you something? Well, riding, 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 riding into the purple. Listen, McGee, the door slammed, knocked the radio on again. the tenth moment as Sycamore McGee, the last of the great plainsmen, thundered into the Indian encampment. One lone white man against a horde of hostile savages. Oh, boy. Watch yourself, Nick. He's right. Then a piercing sound flashed through the stillness. <laughs> you certainly fix that radio, McGee. It stops every time the doorbell rings or door slams or anybody touches the floor lamp or the wind blows from the east. Well, be all right if people would leave us alone. Give me another hairpin. All right, here. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. Wimple. <laughs> Excuse me while I work on this doggone radio. Oh, I hope you get it fixed, Mr. McGee. There's a program on about your uncle, Sycamore McGee, and I came over to present. Yes, yes, we know, Mr. Wimple. We've been trying to listen to it. Were you listening to it yourself? Oh, no, Mrs. McGee. I don't like to be near the radio at this time of the evening. Hmm. The bedtime stories are always on, and Phoebe Face likes to curl up in my lap and listen to them. Curl up in your lap? I thought you weighed about 180. 185, Mr. McGee. <laughs> She's still just a little girl at heart. Oh, is she really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should see her take me by one hand and one foot and use me for a skipping rope. <laughs> Mr. Wimple, I think your wife is a pretty cruel woman. Please, Mrs. McGee. You are speaking of the woman I... I... Love? Well... <laughs> that's a pretty strong thing, Mr. McGee. Let's say that I admire her. And I really do. She has some wonderful qualities, she says. You know, one of these days you're going to get fed up with all that mistreatment, Mr. Wimple, and I shudder to think what will happen then. Mm-hmm. I got even with it yesterday, Mrs. McGee. I had about all I could stand. 
So when Stevie Face is sitting out in the backyard, I sneak in the house and got my big jack knife. Oh, yes. And I held it behind my back and tippy toed out in the yard. Yes, yes. And I sat down close to Stevie Face. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And you know what I did? <laughs> I did a four games of mummers and cats. Sorry, I didn't That's realize. all right, Mr. Wimple. You didn't realize what you did. Hey, I got it. I got it. Thank you, Uncle Sycamore McGee. 